0: Important um, aspect of Chan practice, Dharma practice is a spirit of inquiry, questioning. This is what drove (coughs) Siddhartha Gautama, to give up his privileged life, where everything is provided, lacking nothing, it seems. comfort zone. All of us have comfort zones. Sometimes our comfort zone is self-victimization. The word comfort implies pleasant. But a lot of times, our suffering is, our anguish, it's something familiar to us. And it's hard for us to get out because it's almost as if we don't want to get out. Spirit of inquiry, questioning is the is a way to open up new possibilities. It doesn't matter what kind of Buddhism we practice, one tactical methods we use. This is so fundamental to Buddha Dharma. The technical term for it is in the East Asian tradition is called a fundamental investigation. It points to the existential dilemma, the most fundamental question of who am I? Or what is it? While there are numerous answers to this question, some do make us feel comforted. But deep down we know that it's not it, it's going to be something more. So. Even though the person is practicing silent illumination, as a Dharma practitioner, they may not articulate it, verbalize it. This fundamental existential question remains. And it is this spirit of wondering, wonderment, that can break us out of a shell of illusion. So I like to uh, practice with all of you uh, another approach entryway to silent illumination. The practice of wonderment. Is it okay? You can try it? Okay. A little taste. Alright? Make yourself comfortable. Always begin with a good foundation. The foundation is the relaxed body contented heart. Great interest, clarity of the mind. So to begin with, we relax the body. From top of the head, down through our forehead, Relaxing the skin, muscles, of all the facial muscles, the one most important is the space between the eyebrows. Because it's tied to the eyes, which draws up tension. So, get a good feel for that space between the eyebrows. Identify that muscle. We can raise our eyebrows up, and let them drop. Feel the sense of release, raise them up. Allow the sense of release to flow down to the eyelids, relaxing the eyelids, relaxing the eyeballs, treat them like muscles. Plains of the cheeks. How does it feel? Relax the cheeks and the jaw. Sometimes we, without awareness. Clench our jaw Relax The teeth doesn't have to touch But the mouth is closed Relaxing the jaw And the jawline Follow the jawline all the way down To our chin Relaxing it In a little bit, wet the lips. Gentle smile. All the facial muscles relaxed. And relax the scalp. From the front, sweep back. Section by section. Feeling the hair. Maybe the weight of the hair. Each follicle of the hair relaxed. Each pore of the scalp open. tactile sensations. From the back of the cranium, relax down the neck. You can rotate your neck if you want, feeling the stretch. Let them drop. And do it a couple of times. See how he feels. <clears throat> Relax the. by yourself, skin, muscles, tendons. See if you can feel the sun rise and fall the chest following the rhythm of your breath. Feel the exhalations, and the sense of release. See if you can feel that. Allow the bodily weight to sink down into earth as you exhale. (coughs) Now the tummy. See if you can feel the rise and fall of the abdomen following the rhythm of your breath. muscles, tendons Noting the subtle movements Utilizing the exhalations to release tension to relax Sweeping down to the mid-back Sway your body from left to right Find the center point of gravity Allow the swaying to come to a stop And front and back Put the hands in the meditation posture Upright Effortless Grounded Primed the heart, priming the heart with contentment, being at ease, embracing everything open and spacious. It's alright. Clarifying the mind by using a method. The method we are is just sitting. The physicality of embodied experiencing. Let's begin here. What is present is the sitting. What is absent everything else. Nothing else matters. for just a few minutes. embodied the experiencing the reality of sitting. This concrete, physicality of experiencing sitting, look at this experiencing. great interest, curiosity. What is it? No need to verbalize it. Just experiencing the stillness is clarity what is it not allowing your mind to go off to discursive thinking just a sense of this flavor of wonderment inquiry And language are just distractions, distracting you with concepts, labels, ideas. What is it behind that? is experiencing You may have wandering thoughts coming and going Where did they come from? To where do they recede? Relaxed. with regard to this freshness. Even the physical discomfort What is it? This wonderment is non abiding, it doesn't settle. Take things for granted, it's the very essence of freshness. Has the cat fallen asleep? The mice is having a blast. Yet relax. Look into that silence, stillness Space between thoughts If you have wandering thoughts, your body is tense smooth and massage Do massage, or stand up and do some yoga stretches. harmonize the body. These are not uh, rigorous yoga, they are just stretching. Consider them meditation in movements. So we usually do that uh, in intensive retreats, alternating between sitting, stretching, or walking and then back to sitting. So, we take care of the body, we massage. Stretch. When we are stretching, we're still practicing and bodily experiencing. So just watch and uh, do it along. Feet apart, shoulder width, pretend you're holding a ball. Raise your hands up, turn to the left, stretch, turn to the right. Look into the center of the ball, come to the center, show your palms, and repeat. Supporting the lower back. Arch your back, eyes open, stretch. Come back, enjoy your palms. Repeat. palms to the back bend down forward and slide your palms along your skin in the back all the way down to your feet and let the arms hang as the vertebrae relax Come back up, turn the palms and repeat. one. above the knees rotate your knees and ankles in one direction count to ten and then change directions Show your palms. Bow. Okay, please sit down. that 30 minute period of sitting, meditation. After we are relaxed and grounded, after we bring forth the embodied experiencing, and then we took a shift, the experiencing itself. Qualities of it. What is it? How was that? A lot of mice? No? Some mice? How many of you had a lot of mice? They're just running everywhere. Raise your hand. What did you do with the mice? What is it? <laughs> where, where, who are you? How many of you had very little, very few mice? Come on. Wandering thoughts. Wandering thoughts. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's just the cat fell asleep. How many of you, the cat fell asleep for a little bit? So we adapt to the physical, psychological conditioning, uh, in the way that we practice silent illumination. There's no fixed way. Sometimes tight, sometimes relaxed. Sometimes we need grounding. There's too much grounding, sharpened clarity. How many of you like that approach, that kind of questioning? Questioning will open up, break through our comfort zone. That is the biggest caveat of silent illumination. The critics of silent illumination it's, it's like dwelling in the ghost cave on the dark side of the mountain. There's it nothing. It's just sitting. Right? Very comfortable, especially for seasoned practitioners. They don't have too much wandering thought, they're not trying to change anything. They're just sitting. Just sitting. Sitting. The vibrancy is gone Illumination Not there It's just the silent part you know? So, the counterbalance that Silent and illumination must be balanced In silence, there is illumination in illumination, there's stillness. So the mind regains its natural, raw clarity, baseline, free from wandering, free from labeling, discursiveness, yet not sleep. So most of us are habituated in such a way that <clears throat> it's almost like muscle memory. When we relaxed, what do we do? We sleep. Right. When normally people think they are clear, what are they actually referring to? Their thinking is clear. Right. So this is clarity without thought. Relaxed, yet wakeful, that's silent illumination. That wakefulness, and the very essence of freshness, that new beginning, moment to moment to moment, the very essence of that is a kind of wonderment non abiding not dwelling, settling. Yet not wandering off either. So that is a kind of dynamic practice of silent illumination. Right. Do you have any questions? Anything to share? Any observations? Yes,
1: Aaron. Um, I felt like uh, dropping the plateau in ar- aroused a lot of energy in me and kind of churned up a lot of samadhi and it was actually too much samadhi at one point and I felt like I kind of had to balance it out and relax back a little bit and
0: go back mm. to the silent illumination technique. OK. Flesh it out a little bit. When you say, <clears throat> too much samadhi, what's happening? Is it energy you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Usually, when I have too much samadhi, like my eyes start moving and I see colors and yeah. like this, this kind of things. So okay. This, this was kind of happening when I was putting forth a lot of interest yeah. in practice. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to ground, to learn to ground, relaxingly. Yeah. Just turn it up a little bit. Have you felt? that were prompted, was powerful, and were drawn to, you were drawn to, like, asking the question, like finding answers, uh, and versus, can I, just staying with the wonderment, non-discursively. So this habit tendency of possibly thinking right, with just staying with the wonderment so that balance like a pole back and forth, back and forth How many of you felt, felt that a little bit? Ok So the foundation has to be established and The foundation of silent illumination and the other entry ways the first two entry ways of just relaxing physicality sitting right? grounding when that is more stable leaving you with a sense of palpable sense of experiencing of sitting <coughs> then then a shift at that point Not in a verbal way, just what? What is it? That freshness. You see? Yeah. Has no answer. Any words that come out, just, they're actually distractions. They're just labels, just some construct. Push and pull. You want to get to that flavor. The flavor, a taste of wonder, curiosity. I have an article on uh, Put the Dharma Magazine. It's available online. After it's published, usually they put everything online. Part of Lion's Roar. Put the Dharma. <coughs> Just Google the practice of wonderment. Guagu.
1: Yes? Are you using wonderment the same as not knowing LA kind of people?
0: Yeah. Wonderment, not knowing, curiosity. The thing is, there's no fixed, supposed right thing to do, there's not a standard. The flavor changes, even within one person, different periods. The sense of not knowing changes. Sometimes it's quite intense, sometimes it's just this trickling stream, wonder. Sometimes uh, it's a kind of awe, awe. Kind of wonder. Yes, all different flavors. Right. Sometimes it's like and you can have this in the midst of daily life. Right. Have you lost anything precious in your life before? Raise your hand. Right. <coughs> You're not consciously thinking about it. Okay? Because you can't find it, right? You're not consciously thinking about it. But it's in the back of your mind. Something unresolved. Something hanging there. Do you know the feeling? Yeah. So when you're busy about in your daily life, you know, you're doing your work, you're doing this and that. As soon as you finish the task, that kind of wonder surfaces off. So it could be enduring or it could be just in city meditation. And it trickles into experiences. Uh, interacting with people, right? instead of you think you know what other people is experiencing, what other people are talking about. It's just this wonder, openness, that f- freshness, receptivity, the kind of wonderment. So the Chan tradition has harnessed this state and turned it into a method of practice called Huato. Literally translated, it means source of spoken words Source, where does it come from? Practically speaking, it comes to us as a phrase, it's called a critical phrase, like these questions are kind of like paradoxes, irresolvable, unanswerable puzzle that's Existentially connected It's not just some strange puzzle you, know, you have to solve Disconnected to your life It's always connected to the fundamental question of What is it? What am I? Who am I? Right. But articulated in different ways That's another method specifically designed to generate a sense of wonderment it's called the Hua method the first method what you all came here to learn is called the Silent Illumination Within Silent Illumination there's a sense of wonderment too but it's not clearly Definitively articulated, phrased in a critical phrase. It's just this open spacious wonder uncontrived freshness. The essence of freshness. A kind of wonder and curiosity. The second approach of hua to, it clearly articulated critical phrase. And these critical phrases are usually tied to a particular case, Chan story, called the public case, koans. Right. Um, I keep wanting to come here and lead Huatou retreat weekends Every time BCBS says, maybe silent illumination is better (laughs) We have a lot of Vipassana practitioners, they really like silent illumination I'm like... (laughs) So I always slip it in a little bit (laughs) Yeah. But this fundamental question, fundamental investigation, it's in all Dharma practitioners. You know, It's what brought us here. It's what brought us to Dharma, to practice. This Irresolvable question. As long as you have that, it may need not to be addressed frontally, but it's in the back of the mind. That's sufficient. So the silent illumination is an approach, a more gentler approach. But that gentleness sometimes lopsided, goes into a dark cave. The huatou is more aggressive approach, koan, confrontational. And sometimes it leads to too much energy in the head. <laughs> All kinds of side effects, if the foundation is not there, like you start to have bad breath, yeah, heat come up, the prana come up, start to have bad breath, right. start to have headache, you, know? you feel like your head is about to explode, you know, all of that is the wrong way to practice, <laughs> you know, side-effects without guidance. So a seasoned practitioner know how, how to navigate the land, the terrain, the terrain of your body and mind, the rhythm of the day, your energy level, the shifting. When to exceed, press the gas pedal, when to press the brake, when to cruise, when to do what is one of the most important things that practitioners learn to do. Dharma practitioners, you know. Even working with the breath. When to do what. If we don't know, we go for counsel, one on one with the teacher. You know. but in time, we, we know ourselves, we know our limit. We know how to push out of the comfort zone a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yes, Peter.
1: Yeah, I just want to say I really like the way you've been calling Wonderman, calling Wato practice uh, because uh it brings out you know much more easily than in my living experience before. Positive aspect of not the, knowing uh, the, the delightful mysteriousness, the incomprehensibility that's right there with every intelligible cognition, and uh, and it's and I'm sort of noticing for the first time. Therefore, the uh, the interesting relation between contentment and wonderment are they
0: cooperative? Hmm. Yeah. So kind of a, a scale. The relationship between contentment and wonderment. My teacher used to say these contradictory things, he used to say, Relaxingly tense, that's how the practice, I'm there. Relaxingly tense. What the heck does that mean, relaxingly tense? You know? <laughs> Contently investigating. Conten- it's <sighs> kind of alternating. What does it mean? You know? all connected, you know? Like the essence of freshness. It's wonderment. The contentment. It's openness. It opens up to curiosity. Questioning. Yeah. It's a lot to explore. Not fixed. Any other questions or comments? Yes, yeah,
2: Sam. Last year, after our uh, retreat, I did it on Zoom. I
0: did a, uh, a practice. And what experience experienced was like, a, after like a, a week, or just like from one sense perception, was full-blown sense perception, like a, I saw the uh, rose, for example, and it was just like, what is that? Like? Boom. I was drinking a coffee, and there was just like the whole a range of different tastes it you was know, just like like mm-hmm. basically like just like yeah spurs of, uh, this were you on acid I'm <laughs> 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 okay. anyway, joking <laughs> yeah, yeah. It when, the, when the when the mind is open when we avail ourselves to what what is actually happening we see more things when we're less fixed the experience more open. Yeah. Here's a here's a gongan or critical phrase, Huato, that I often use. <clears throat> someone asks someone asks Yuman, Chan Master Men, where the Buddhas come from? Where the Buddhas come from? Human says, East Mountain walks on water. East Mountain walks on water. This puzzled one of the greatest Chan masters in the southern Song dynasty, before his awakening. His name was Dahui. East mountain walks on water. How can mountains walk on water? And his teacher, Yuan Wu, was awakened by this, experienced great awakening from this. And he utters something. So da Hui says, "What did you? What did you experience? Tell me." And Yuan Wu says, "I'm not going to tell you." He said, "Come on, you, you gotta tell me!" Right. In the midst of this not knowing, this wonderment that drove him to the abyss of not knowing, his teacher. That opportunity he says, You want to know what it is? Yeah, I want to know. <coughs> Do you really want to know? Yeah, I really want to know. This says, a cool breeze from the south brings fragrance up north in the palace. When heard that awakening. That's like saying, I sneeze in Tallahassee. And all of you in Boston gets wet by my snot. (laughs) Or raining in New York. Barry, Massachusetts gets wet. If you use your rational mind, it's illogical, paradoxical. What the heck is going on? Koans Huato harnesses the sense of not knowing. Bring it to a crescendo. This mind that wants to know. This mind that conceptualizes, bring it to a crescendo of this pinnacle of not knowing. And then, once and for all, go for the kill. That's the genius of the Chan masters. Draw you out. And then go for the kill. Self referential. Suddenly drops away. Imagine if you get some stupid answer oh, here's why. Because of dependent origination, everything's interconnected. You know, the rain precipitates, goes up in the clouds, and the wind blows and goes to Massachusetts and it comes down. That would just kill your wisdom. Yeah. The reasoning, logical mind that want to. That's the defense of self-referentiality. We need containers. We need containers. Do we understand? The comfort zone of having containers must be dropped. If I tell you like this, you kind of understand what I'm talking about logically, right? But experientially, completely different. You have to experientially reach a point in which your mind, your discursive, churning, ruminating mind, complete come to a halt in which cannot advance, cannot retreat. Unfathomable question, what is it? And it becomes all-consuming, collapsing, all of the past. Future, environment, words and language, into the single point of not knowing. That is, the fragmented self, thinking about this, that, this, coagulates, becomes concentrated, simplified, becomes unified. So actually, you don't know. Eating it's as if you have not eaten a single grain of food. Walking complete stillness yet you walk. The mind is resting, engulfed in this non-conceptual state, at the same time able to function. This is a very unique type of samadhi, extremely unique, you don't see it in other forms of Buddhism. The Chan folks of, of the past have harnessed this it's a kind of monastic practice in which the regiment of the daily life is routined you can go through life like this part of the life you know in the state the complexity of lay life you can't do it right you get all kinds of stuff coming up. Got to drive the kids to school, you know, car crash, you know, car breakdown, and lose your job, and all these different things. Got to pay the bills, all these things you know, distract us. So it's left for intensive retreats. Intensive retreats. Okay. You can go deep. And in daily life, the person can still harness and nurture the sense of wonderment. How? How? When vexations come up, emotional afflictions come up, anger come up. You say, East mountain walks on water. I have a student. She got so into it. Her car license plate is East Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Ashley, Ashley. <laughs> You Ask her about it. Every time she sees her license plate, East Mountain walks on water. As she's driving, When vexations come, Yes, ask, what is it? What is it? Where does it come from, where does it go? Or East mountain walks on water. Then your vexations whew, vanishes. The energy of that, the energy from that vexations redirected to the sense of wonderment. You know? At the junctures of life, whenever vexations come, what is it? Or you can ask, what remains? Tallahassee reigns. Barry, Massachusetts gets wet. Yeah, that will put a stopper on anyone who's having an argument with you. Yeah. <laughs> Someone is trying to start something, you say, Why do, instead of saying, Why do you have to do that? You say, Why do East Mountains walk on water? <laughs> They'll be like, Okay. One time, this uh, mathematician teacher, he taught at Wisconsin, came on retreat, steeped in the sense of, does a dog have Buddha nature or not? U means no, or moo, Japanese, means no, he says, what is it, what is it, why does a dog have Buddha nature? No, he's connecting it to himself. What is Wu? Oh. He went back to work after the retreat, writing some math equation. All of a sudden, he started to write, "What is Wu?" Question mark. Turn around, all the students are like, "Holy shit! What's happening here? What's Wu? Who's Wu?" That's what you don't want to do. Okay, don't be a, an oddball. Right. But when vexations come, you can bring it up, bring it up. Yeah. And when you feel stagnant in the silent illumination practice, huh? wonderment, what is it? What is clarity anyway? What's awareness? Where do thoughts come from? Where did they go? East Mountain walks on water. (laughs) Confused yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was doing uh, i with my teacher, and we're doing jiaoju dog. Yeah. And every week, one of you like have an answer. Words. I have words for them. And every time I say my words, just ring the bell.
0: Yeah. After this goes on for a couple of weeks, he finally says, you don't fucking know. Yeah. He said, Now nah you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, teacher, ring the bell when, when it's a wrong answer. <laughs> That's what the, the context is. We we try to answer it conceptually. You know, verbally. There are even people that come to the interview uh, they start barking like a dog. Mm. (laughs) Embody, right? Embody the Zhaojoo And I go. (laughs) Out (laughs) Read it somewhere. You know. If you come to me with, I don't know, F no, I'm sorry, I, I will still ring the bell. <laughs> all right. So, there are all kinds of things. It frustrates the mind. Mm. It frustrates the mind and collapses. Collapses all of your knowledge, all of the past, future, present, words, concepts. Your identity collapses during a single don't know. All consuming everything funnel into this not knowing. Bringing the fragmented mind to a concentrated, concentrated to a unified oneness. From oneness, the most frail vulnerable state in which self-attachment is the weakest then when someone says suddenly a cool breeze from the south brings nice fragrance up north suddenly that catalyst. It's not really about cool breeze from the south going to the north, nor is it about rainy New York, Massachusetts gets wet. It's just a catalyst. The least bit, the most vulnerable state when the grasping is the weakest, the selfing is next to none you're in a state of oneness yet not a dead kind of oneness in jhana the oneness in activity the wonderment keeps you potent and alive that kind of oneness suddenly drops away you see this in the Nikayas. There was a nun. Patachara. How many of you know her? Know of her? Patachara. Precept number one. She's been practicing so hard. So hard. She wonder why can I? Why can I enter the path to practice? What is that? It's a natural wonderment. She's inadvertently gotten herself in the state of wonderment. Why? 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 I did the precept, observe it to the T. I practiced exactly what the Lord Teacher said. So, what is it? What is it? What is it? I'm doing wrong. Failure. Success. Success. Failure. What is it? What is? It? What is it? What is it? always in the back of her mind? She's doing jobs always there. Just like what I was talking about. The wonderment. Gnawing. Right? One day, as she was about to sleep, going to pull out The lantern, the wick, suddenly, nirvana. The wick was pulled out, her fundamental self pulled out, awakening. You see this everywhere. A lot of stories are our ar- 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 hats like this, except Chan has harnessed it, recognized the pattern. Harnessed it into a method of practice. Go on. There was a story of this uh, monk serving as the attendant of this great master who retired. He said, I'm gonna get the essence of Dharma, put the Dharma every day, wash his clothes. Serve him food, attend to him, waiting for the essential, quintessential teaching of Dharma. Every day, just ask him to do some menial labor. So inadvertently he has worked himself into a great ball of block of wonderment of what is what is. He's gonna give it to me soon. He's gonna give it to me. waiting for the teaching. Years go by, he couldn't stand it anymore. He says, Teacher, I am leaving you. Why are you leaving? I served you all these years, waiting for the teaching. You have not given me anything. The teacher says, Didn't I? I didn't give it to you? Didn't I ask you to wash my clothes? <laughs> to cook? Yes, What? Well, I know that, but I, I want the teaching! He says, oh, you want that teaching? Yes, I want the teaching! Come, come closer. Picked out a lint from his shirt here it is, <laughs> and he's waiting for the teaching. Self-attachment vanished. The tears come out. He decided to stay, continue to serve his teacher. It's not the answer. It's not the action. Is to the process of bringing yourself to make yourself. Ripe for the Dharma. And the single most important ingredient is that sense of wonderment, of not knowing, irresolvable, same as the Buddha, what drove him out of his privileged life to solve suffering aging, birth and death. That's uh, how we confront this question, how we work it in our practice. It's different with everyone. Any other question? The sense of wonderment? I guess, could I, <coughs> I'm, I'm getting a
1: little bit confused, just not surprising. But, um, so for someone who is very much a novice, like I am, when you we were talking about the wonderment and the questioning, all I kept thinking after the meditation was, Like part of it is like resisting the questioning because
0: then I go kind of down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So, when I guess the question is when would you employ Wonderman versus It's All Good? You will know. Yeah. You will know when to employ Wonderman and when to employ It's All Good. You will know. If you try to raise the question, it's shaking you out of your comfort zone, in a negative way. It's all good, the elephant, the space is bigger, (laughs) everything is embraced, you use that. There must be 4 ingredients to use the Huatou method. Hmm? The critical phrase method. First, great, great conviction, that you're already free. So it's all good, it's kind of like a foundation. Great conviction. already free, but, there is a but, vexations, habit, tendencies are present, but you have great trust in the words of the Buddha, in the Dharma, and in the Sangha and in yourself. Great Conviction Second ingredient Great Determination And this does not mean like you have some kind of like a torrent wave, tsunami, ah, and then just gives up after a while It means like a steady, trickling stream, continuous, like a drop of water Never give up Never give up Like a drop of water that can bore a hole in a rock Steadfast Consistent, 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 consistent. Great Determination Third ingredient, Great Vow Great Vow Practice not to help yourself for the benefit of all. For the benefit of all. Everything that you are, everything that you have accomplished, depends on the benefit of others. The support that you have received. You belong to others. You belong to the world. Don't think of this Cartesian, me, it's different than others, I'm separate, existent, we're intertwined, everything that you have, you experience, you know, you possess, everything comes from the support, interconnected benefit of others. So the only way to go forward, to repay the gratitude, is to practice for the sake of benefit of all. Offer body like a rag, mind like a mirror. Offer ourselves. With this attitude, even when we sit in meditation, you should make a vow. I offer my body to the cushion my heart, mind, to the method. Give it away. Not in terms of what I can get out of this practice. So the great vow, it's it's a kind of bodhisattva approach to dismantle self-referentiality. It's this kind of strategy, efficacious. Fourth one, great wonderment, sense of not knowing. Okay. Now we may need to replenish our energy. We may need grounding, relaxing before we can take up the Hwado practice. You know? So we. Practice silent illumination. Right. Embodied experiencing. And then, the experiencing itself, the freshness. What is its quality? Quality of wonderment. It's at the core. Step by step, and then we can just focus on the wonderment, right? But the experiencing becomes something concrete to fall back on, that embodied experiencing. What is (coughs) that? The remaining time, you want to sit? Let's sit for a few minutes, okay? Stretch your legs a little bit, make yourself comfortable. Any posture is fine, it doesn't really matter how you're sitting. Sitting on a chair, on the cushion. spirit is not going to be guided meditation. Just take what you've learned. <clears throat> Prime the body, the heart, and then the mind. Any approach you want, silent illumination, different entry points, up to you. move and massage. A good night when you sleep experience softness in your bed. Another thing to a good practice to do is actually prostrations before sleep gentle soft prostrations. So if you like to stay behind to do... few prostrations as a transition into sleeping, you can feel welcome to do that. Otherwise, good night.